Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. Let's talk conference realignment. It's the new hot theme taking over college football. It is real and it is here. It's changing the landscape of college athletics. I'm here to break it all down. Going to be giving you guys the general background information and details for your better understanding. And I'm also going to give my opinion on the matter because I sure do have my opinions. And as you know, we are unfiltered here on 125 Unfiltered. Let's get straight into it. Let's start with the facts to catch some of y'all up to speed if you haven't heard about this. UCLA and USC, which have been in the Pac-12 since the 1920s, are leaving the Pac-12 to join the Big Ten in 2024. This has been confirmed by the schools, by the Big Ten, by the Pac-12. This is happening. However, they're not the first schools to do this. Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12 said that they are leaving the Big 12 to join the SEC in 2025. They're trying to push it up to 2024. So we've got four very big schools at the top of their respective conferences leaving for the SEC and the Big Ten. What does this mean though? Super conferences. Super conferences are on the way because best schools in the Pac-12 going to the Big Ten, best schools of the Big 12 going to the SEC. This is for football, obviously in terms of when I say best, but not only does this affect college football, this affects every single other sport because joining a conference it's not just a college football thing this is for everyone this is a huge huge deal and it's really gonna like I said earlier affect the landscape of college athletics now you may be asking yourself why is this happening what's the motive there's a real simple answer and I'm just gonna say it money it's all about the money let me read you a fact that I saw off of an Axios article Now, when we're talking about revenue from college football, we're talking TV deals. We're talking endorsements. We're talking ticket purchases. We're talking alumni donations. You know, a lot of things can feed off of how schools make money off of college football. Now, TV deals is what we're going to focus on. Axios said, that in the 2020-2021 fiscal year, the Pac-12 distributed $19.8 million to each of its schools. Let's compare that to the Big Ten, where it was $47.8 million for each school. That is almost a $30 million difference for a school in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. USC and UCLA, which are some of the best schools at sports in the Pac-12, made almost $30 less than a school like Northwestern. A great school, obviously, but when it comes to football, they're not the best in the Big Ten. They might not even be middle of the pack. They're one of the worst in the Big Ten. So UCLA and USC, they are saying, hey, we can make a lot more money by just switching conferences. And that's exactly what they did. They're going to make a lot more money. College football is the biggest college sport in terms of revenue. It's the largest revenue sports. It's These schools survive and thrive off of college football. Some of them, I mean, it's a huge, huge revenue stream for these schools. It it gets donors. And why not go to a bigger and better conference with more marquee matchups to sell more tickets, be on a bigger TV contract, and then hence bring more money back to your school so you can improve things on your campus. Business-wise, economic-wise, it makes total sense. Makes complete sense for the schools. Same thing with Oklahoma and Texas. Going to the SEC is going to make them more money. They're going to be part of a larger TV contract. Now let's go a little in depth on these TV contracts a little bit. With these colleges a part of a TV deal, there is an equal revenue stream. That means that 
let's, for example, say ESPN and the ACC, they're in a deal through the 2035-2036 season. The amount of money that the ACC makes through that TV deal with ESPN, however amount ESPN pays the ACC, it gets equally distributed through all of the schools in the ACC. That means Duke, Pitt, Boston College, Clemson, they all make the same amount of money. And that is why it's a big deal for these Pac-12 schools to leave that Pac-12 and go to the Big Ten. Because whether they're they're undefeated or they go 2-10, and you're making the same amount of money. These schools don't necessarily care about winning. They care about the money and the amount that they can get by moving to a bigger conference and being a part of a TV deal that is richer and larger because the Big Ten and the SEC are highly coveted TV contracts. The Big Ten's is about to expire and it's going to be up for at least a billion dollars. We'll see if Fox retains it, if ESPN goes after it. Obviously, ESPN is currently with the ACC, but these broadcast companies make it a big deal to go out and get the rights to a conference because of the amount of viewership that they get on their end with commercials and everything too. And then obviously for the conference, they get paid a lot of money by Fox, CBS, ESPN, etc., to give them the rights to broadcast their games. It's a very mutual beneficial deal for both sides, but obviously for the colleges, the best business decision is to go join the Big Ten or SEC because that's how you make more money from those TV deals. You get better matchups, obviously increases ticket revenue, viewership, all that. Now, to deeper understand this issue, let's look at a team like Notre Dame. If you haven't noticed, Notre Dame is in the ACC for every single sport aside from college football. Why is that? Let's pull up my Wendy here, Brian Windhorst. Why would that be? Notre Dame is in a deal with NBC. It's been a deal since 1991 where NBC pays Notre Dame, as of now, $15 million a year to get the right to broadcast Notre Dame football games. And because Notre Dame has agreed to this deal with NBC, they cannot join a conference because if they join the ACC, ESPN has the rights to the ACC teams. That would be conflicting for NBC and ESPN. That's not allowed. These are mutually exclusive deals. NBC is the only broadcast company that has the right to show Notre Dame football games. Notre Dame has not joined a conference because they're getting $15 million a year from this. They don't have to deal with conferences or sharing money. It's all for themselves. So business-wise, why would they join a conference? Now, I think it's dumb. They should just join a conference and stick with it. I don't think it's fair how they get to pick their own schedule pretty much, walk into the four seed at the college football playoff, and then get slapped by Alabama, however, get still get a national broadcasted game while they're getting smacked on national television. I think that's pretty dumb. They're probably not as good as they've been in the past record-wise. I mean, I have my thoughts on Notre Dame football. It's pretty dumb. Please join a conference. But the money says that they shouldn't. They've got this great deal with NBC. There's no reason to leave. There's no reason to break that up. So to sum all that up, TV contracts allow your ESPN, your Fox, the rights to broadcast football games, and the conferences get money because of that. That money gets distributed out, and depending on how big the TV deal is, that's how much money the teams get, the schools get. Now, I feel like that's pretty good background there. There's actually... Funny enough, my second take on this, because I thought the first time it wasn't as clear, I feel like this time I was more clear, more succinct. Hopefully I was for you guys. Now let's get to my opinion on the matter, because I sure do have mine. When I first heard about this deal, my first reaction was, I'm fine with it for college football, but not the other sports. I hope this doesn't affect these smaller non-revenue sports. But what I didn't realize is that when you go to a conference, 
that's your conference. You're playing that in that conference for every single sport. And I don't like that for non-revenue sports because that kind of goes into my next point. What about rivalries? If there are mega conferences coming together and everyone joins the SEC or Big Ten, how are there going to be rivalries? Aside from the, you know, the ones that are well known, you know, UNC Duke, Michigan, Ohio State. Where's that going to go? The best thing about conferences, in my opinion, is that there is a set of teams in a very near geographical location that has some significance to your school that makes you want to beat them. If UNC goes to play Penn State in football, if we join the Big Ten, that's not, not, that's not going to mean anything to us. It won't mean anything to Penn State either. It's just a former ACC school versus a Big Ten school. Where's the significance? Where's the historical meaning of that matchup? Look at the rivalry of the South, UNC versus Virginia. That rivalry has been around forever. What if one of us leaves the ACC to go to a different conference and we don't play them in a sport? What if UNC and Duke aren't in the same conference and we only play them once in basketball instead of twice? And those smaller non-revenue sports don't get to play them at all. That's some of the best parts of the season for them. And I love the UNC-Duke rivalry. It is the best rivalry in all of sports. Win or loss, I always want to go to games and I'm always going to have fun. One of my favorite games that I went to was a UNC women's soccer game. We lost 1-0 to Duke. It was at home, but my goodness, it was some of the most fun I've ever had in a loss. I was obviously bummed that we lost, but the atmosphere was so much fun. It was high energy, high pressure, and and just as a fan, I enjoyed it so much. And I don't want to lose that because college football gets to dictate everything. I don't like the balance that's with it. And I'm a college basketball guy at heart, so this might be a little biased for me. I don't love college football like I love college basketball. College basketball is my main passion with college, but I've also grown a love for a lot of these other sports. Love soccer, love field hockey, women's lacrosse, you know, for UNC, won a national championship. Football's not winning us a natty anytime soon. It only feeds into the top 1% with these mega conferences. And then again, obviously, it's all about money. But with that, a lot is going to be sacrificed and the rivalries and non-revenue sports are going to suffer or be lost because of them. Now that gets me to my next point, tradition. We're going to be losing a lot of tradition in college sports. I already talked about historical significance of rivalries and teams and colleges. But give you all a quick little history lesson. College sports are very different from pro sports because of amateurism. The NCAA has been talking about amateurism a lot when in relations to NIL deals. For some reason, until recently, they were not allowing players to make money off their name, image, and likeness. It's because in an amateur sport, you should not be able to make money from it. Back when Teddy Roosevelt was president, he was a big sports guy. Very big on it. And he talked about how playing sports wasn't for the money or the fame. It was for the love of the game. It was for the camaraderie with your teammates. It was about developing good character and strength and bravery and all these great integrity, all these great qualities that back then made you a better man. Obviously, very different now, but it's about your brotherhood, the sisterhood in your sport. College sports are so fun because it means so much more than just winning. When the New York Giants go and play the Buffalo Bills or something like that, I'm not really going to care about playing the Buffalo Bills because, aside from that one Super Bowl, not much 
meaning behind that matchup. In college sports, this is what I was talking about with conferences. Almost every single matchup means something. I don't want to lose to NC State. I don't want to lose to Wake Forest. I don't want to lose to Virginia. Obviously, don't want to lose to Duke. Virginia Tech, I don't want to lose to these schools because they mean something. And that's what we're going to be moving away from because if everyone is in one of two conferences and just randomly play some opponents every year, unless you play some of those old conference foes, the games won't mean as much. And when I talk about tradition, the tradition of playing Duke twice a year in basketball, the tradition of Ohio State and Michigan always playing, what if there's so many teams in the Big Ten that they aren't guaranteed to play every single year? That's a problem. That is a huge, huge problem. And again, going back to it, college sports has deviated from amateurism in the wrong direction. They're going, it's become very professional. These schools have taken advantage of it. And it's very contradicting because the NCAA, they obviously care about their money too, are very fine with this. But they were not okay with players human beings making money off of their name, image, and likeness because they were on a sports team, because they were given a scholarship. They couldn't go out there and sell their own merch. Very, very simple concept. So it's not fair for people to criticize NIL for players not being able to make money, but schools can just leave conferences to go make money. So... You might say it's not fair of me to critique the schools and not the players, but I'm always very pro-player. If you know me, I am not, I'm, I'm uh, not very high on these high administrators and, and the NCAA. I'm very critical of how it's constructed and how they act. Again, very pro-player here. Very pro-player rights. And I just feel like this does not help the majority of college athletes. This only helps the schools and then the top 1% of football teams. But you know what? If schools want to go leave their conferences to go join the SEC or Big Ten and go 500, go 6-6 six and six and barely make a bowl game, that's fine. But it's clear that winning and all the other great things that come with college athletics are not important anymore and are not being prioritized because of money. And people who really have not much to do with the product that actually goes on the field are making those decisions. So to sum it up, I don't like uh, conference realignment. I think it's bad for college sports, bad for all of college sports. I think for college football itself, it's fine. You know, you probably get some better matchups. You do make more money from it. That is a good thing. But I don't like the impact that it has on other sports and also the rivalries and traditions that come with college sports. Because again, this is not pro sports. And I know it can kind of seem hypocritical because People might think that making money off your name as an athlete is very professional, but I view the two things as different entities. I think it's gone a little too far. I hope conference, I hope the dominoes don't keep falling. I hope the ACC can stay together. Uh, I think it's also just from a competitive standpoint for me. I don't want just two conferences. You know, I enjoy the, you know, ACC Big Ten matchup. I like that. You know, it's fun to have that, but keeping, keeping the core teams around and the rivalries that make college sports, what they are, not just football, not just basketball, but every other sport, I think that needs to remain. And unfortunately, if conferences start getting shaken up and things start combining, we could lose some of that, some of the spark that comes with college sports, some of the enthusiasm and passion that makes it what it is and makes it so much different than pro sports. 
I used to be way more of a pro sports fan than a college fan. I didn't really have a cause to root for. But the past two years, I realized what it means to be a Tar Heel and be at UNC and be a UNC fan. What it means to win in those triumphant games and then lose in those heartbreakers. We've had a few of each. But that's what makes it great. And I'm afraid that we're going to lose that with these changes. I'm going to end my rant there. Probably a little bit more passion than you're used to hearing from me. But... Again, we're 125 unfiltered over here. I'm going to say what I think and depict it as accurately as I can. This was like take, gosh, I don't know how many for me. Uh, This was definitely cut up a little bit, trying to make sure my thoughts are clear because it's not an easy topic to talk about. want to get all my thoughts straight. want to get all my facts right. Uh, And again, tell them to you guys as detailed and succinct as I can. But hopefully you guys enjoyed. Let me know what you think. Let me know on social media what you think. Do you like conference realignment? Do you like mega conferences? Do you think the ACC is going to stay intact? What's going to happen with the Pac-12? The Big 12 is already trying to recover. They're adding schools like Cincinnati, BYU. Uh, Very, very interesting what's going to happen. Um, uh, Not only with college football, but how the other sports are impacted because of this. So very interesting times. But that's going to do it for today's episode. What I'm going to talk about next, not really sure. But we're going to get there. We've got a couple weeks left in July to kind of figure out uh, what we're going to talk about until we get into NFL season and the start of fall sports for college sports. I am stoked less than a month away from getting back on campus at UNC. Very excited. But that's going to do it again for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.